Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. 507 and 95 degrees out. Welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. I am producer Johnny Cadillac. The commander's not here today. Um, and so we're kind of doing a best of episode. So don't worry, you don't have to listen to me talk to you for the next hour. But the commander has selected some clips to uh, have played for the show today. So without further ado, uh, this first clip is... I mean, I had the honor of interviewing the commander last Friday, and apparently the commander was happy with how things turned out. So if you weren't able to listen to last Friday's episode of Drive Time Lincoln, here is a segment from when I, Johnny Cadillac, got to interview the commander here on Drive Time Lincoln. Okay, Johnny, you have the show. Oh, I appreciate it. This is it. what we call professional development in the Navy. It's like mentorship and professional development. So. You've got the show. All right, so welcome to Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. I'm just kidding, but <laughs> you never know what to expect, Riggins. <laughs> no, you just shocked me there. I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> I figure, like, I'm semi-hosting today, so and that's what I'm used to saying when I host anything. And uh, so shout out to my podcast. It'll be on every podcast platform here soon. And... Brought to you by each of the stations here in our G Media, including KLIN. But now you mentioned Tunnels for Towers, and uh, I wasn't going to start with this, but then it, it led me to a question right away. Um, obviously, we all know you are retired from the military. Do you still keep up an active workout routine at all, even with like jogging, walking, anything? That's a good question. Uh, walking for sure. Um, the broad question would be no, not in the. Uh, not in the, I guess, way that I used to to stay operationally fit for SEAL Team, and certainly not, um, you know, as I did, say, in my 20s and 30s to be at my peak physical shape for SEAL Team. Um, but I do do more what I call a lifelong, like, longevity plan, if okay. you will. And, and and maybe it's wrong for me to say it's not working out. It is. It's just I used to work out to extremes for a very long time. And so, obviously, golf is a part of that. I generally walk the golf course. You know, oh, you're, about, not, you're not in the golf cart? No, I mean, I, I do. Like, this week I have been. Um, but, geez, I, I would say, you know, 85% of the time I walk, I enjoy it. Um, and if I don't walk the golf course, I walk um, about eight miles is what I try to do every day. And and honest, honestly, folks, I just saunter. <laughs> I'm not walking for pace. I'm just body movement. Right. Um, and then I also um, stretch, and I'm, you'll see me always into kind of stretching and things like that. But, I mean, I still play some hoops with my kids. You know yeah. what I mean? Not high impact, but I'm out and active. And also, um, I'm really into all kinds of new things for you know, stretching and mobility, I'm constantly studying that. And so kind of that stretching and mobility has probably replaced, you know, weight room and reps and, and getting stronger. And then cardio-wise, you know, it's really just walking. I just want to have a healthy heart as I get older. And yeah. and really, for me, I've had to just watch what I eat. I'm a, I love eating, and so I've had to watch what I eat because I can put on the pounds quick. I think we probably averaged about four to 5,000 calories a day in SEAL Team, so... Oh. Was it treacherous to you then that uh, 
OG Steven on the text line mentioned that today is Sugar Cookie Friday. No, I saw that OG Steven. Great, uh, great post there for anybody with some inside SEAL team knowledge. Uh, again, Sugar Cookie is a common SEAL team uh, training tactic where they make you get wet in the Pacific Ocean and then roll around in the sand, and you have to be covered in sand from head to toe inside your uniform. And frankly, even throughout our careers, anytime you work, uh, Marines would know this as well, anytime you work around the ocean and you're up on the beach, you're going to just have sand everywhere, and you've just got to get used to chewing on sand grains. But no, no flashbacks, no, uh, no, no, no real grime. I will say though if i hit a sand shot in the uh on the golf course and the sand like splashes back onto me you know i'll kind of i probably have more of a disgusted feel than the average person and this is how you know that i have no military background myself is when i read that text message i thought of the actual sugar cookies <laughs> so I was like, that's nothing like what i was thinking that's fair though johnny that's fair <laughs> so um i i have a few more questions in mind. I want to talk a little bit about uh, kind of your military upbringing. But before I get anywhere else, um, we have callers call in every so often about it. We see texters text in. I have people running into me in public who will eventually be like, oh, hey, you're Johnny Cadillac. I hear you on Drive Time Lincoln. And I get asked the same question all the time. And I'm going to not give you that question because I know the answer and that but i will want to ask today is day 110 of your mayor exploratory how's things going with that right now well it's going good um i have a a good team of people that i trust um that are both you know in the political circles and also i would say people that are very active in thinking about politics but like aren't on the inside and so um we constantly are watching and talking about different ideas and also i know that um, there are other conservative mayor candidates um, starting to get f- to the point where, you know, they're seriously considering it like I am. And and we're discussing with them because I believe um, that it's good as a conservative group, meaning Republicans in the political sphere, that we kind of have a game plan of, of what's best. Um, because in the end of the day, you have to win races. It's about... If you're, if we're talking politics, right, it's about getting your candidates and your beliefs, you know, to motivate people to go out and vote. And so, you know, you have to have hopefully a strategy to do that. And so uh, there's a lot of, I'll call it, you know, pre meetings to pre meetings, I think before there's any movement. And I think that's wise because as, as I know, you know, what I do on the radio show and then what I do behind the scenes personally is, you know, we have a very democratically elected controlled city right now, really not representative of the true population of Lincoln. Lincoln is a 50-50 town. If Lincoln was represented politically, you know, in a more 50-50 manner, um, I think you'd have a, a better, less divisive Lincoln, uh, better policies that support everybody. And and so, at least on my side of that aisle, you know, that's, that's where conservatives need to get out there and, and get the vote out. And so, what I've enjoyed the most is um, learning from inside politics, inside people, you know, kind of how it works, at least at the city level, as well as, you know, the pros and cons to someone like me, you know, from their perspective, and then more importantly, meeting other people interested in being a conservative mayor for Lincoln, Nebraska, 
And um, because let's be honest, I mean, as a conservative, like that's what I would like to see happen. I and and so that's been enjoyable for me is getting to know the personalities and the people and not just mayor. Let me add, you know, a team, meaning city council people, people running for school board. Um, so I've enjoyed that. And clearly there's people that have come on this show. Roy Christensen, Russ Barger running for state legislature on the conservative side. I've enjoyed that. And then probably just because I'm a lifelong learner, one of the things I've enjoyed is, um, you know, and I'm not huge into the Democratic circles, but I've met some and I'm I'm, I'm meeting more and, and I've enjoyed meeting Democratic, um, not only uh, elected officials, but Democratic candidates and um, and operatives. Seriously. Now, do I do I want them to win elections? I don't. Yeah, <laughs> but but I enjoy the conversation as Americans because I very much cherish that that is a unique part of our freedom. And I, I don't think everybody um, has the same view of what our freedom is and necessarily how to use it properly. <laughs> so that you know, that's what I would say about that. Appreciate you bringing it up. Yeah, of course. Any any time I get the chance, I know. Most days, about half the week or so, you ask me or I tell you what day number it is of the exploratory, and then we end up not bringing it up on air. So anytime I get the chance to bring it up, I'm going to. Well, people haven't figured it out. I'm not a, I'm not a hugely analytical guy. I have to yeah. outsource any type of analytical uh, thinking and data crunching, and then I absorb it. And, and that's just how it was in the military, too, right? Like, we had the intelligence professionals... And and everything, all the information was available to you. Yeah. But the difference is, is, you know, in leadership, you have to make decisions given the best amount of information possible at that moment. And so there's a lot of risk assessment and a lot of what we would call the art and science of leadership where, um, you know, you, you have to make judgment calls. And so uh, I'm just not a, a person that is going to be data driven so even something as simple as what number are we on for the day that would be something i outsource yeah well and to give kind of a behind the scenes look to the listeners who may be wondering may not be but i'm gonna tell them anyway uh before i started here as producer and i was you know just doing my training and i started listening to drive time lincoln all the more often and back then Every day you came in on studio and you do your intro, and every day you said what number it was in the mass siege. You were a detainee, what, 3101? 3101, and you were 722. Yep, absolutely. But even before my 722 days, and uh, you you gave your detainee number, and you said the mass siege number day, and then I started here, and I kept track of that number, and eventually you realized I was keeping track of it, so you stopped. (laughs) And then you said, all right, Johnny Cadillac, what day of the mass siege is it? And, you know, every day at that point, we mentioned it. I remember, I could say it now because it's in the past, uh, I was out with COVID for a week, and right. I called in on the show because you didn't bring up the oh. mass siege, and so I called in as your producer from afar to remind the listeners what day number it was that day. Well, that's and, why we're a good team, and in, and in the military and anything I've done in, in teams and groups, it, it takes it takes a lot of people, and <laughs> you know I would submit to you that you know g- good leaders just have good people around them. And they're smart enough to listen to them. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. 
So, yeah, so from there, when you came with the Mayor Exploratory, you said, hey, Johnny Catlock, I have a new number for you to keep track of, and, and that's when we got to where we are now. Yeah, we're still so, going, and, and you, have a, you actually have a long time. I think uh, candidates can go all the way up to February before they say anything uh, I would for much, the law, what I've studied. I would much rather give a large number to what day of your Mayor Exploratory it is than what day of the mass siege it is. Like, I want to be done with the mass just like you do. And uh, yeah, no doubt about it. But I would say, I mean, you know, this stuff that happened in the NEGOP and and as we get through the uh, general election in November, I mean, I think politics in Nebraska is very dynamic, especially on the conservative side right now. And so, you know, I I don't really have any timeline in my head. I've always said that I don't think that I will really, um, you know, dig in one way or the other until after the general election. And I don't see that changing even right now because it's, it's just an interesting time watching conservative politics, both as a, a person on the radio that, you know, sometimes reports on it and gives opinions on it. And as a person that's, you know, actively involved in, in helping local efforts. Absolutely. So I want to ask you, uh, you've come on this show, I don't know how many times and you've harped on, you know, the police force and keeping keeping Lincoln safe, whether police and Manning and the streets. So those are obviously priority to you, and they're, they're good priorities to have. Besides those, what is your number one concern for Lincoln, Nebraska right now? Uh, besides that? Yeah. Um, I would say right behind that is I'm a big champion and this obviously goes back to my government service um where i mean just the system of the united states military is accounting at the lower levels right that what we call the tactical and operational levels um i mean we're accounting for every bullet and so it's very disappointing when you're working for the u.s government and the department of defense and you know Hundreds of thousands of young Americans of all types are working that hard to account for every bullet, every piece of paper, every dollar you're spending, right? Fiscal responsibility. And then you're watching that same government, you know, lose 14, 20 million dollars, you know, in a war zone to hand it over to the Iranians and or you find out of some... uh, impropriety or somebody you know maybe doing contracts bad at a higher level like an admiral or a general and and that's disappointing and so what i would say is is i brought that back and it really bothers me when i look at local state and national government and i either see waste fraud and abuse as we used to call it in the military or i see programs that are politicized that aren't actually helping the mass amounts of the community. And like I said, we're spending money because of political agenda as opposed to agendas to help the people, right? So in the case of Lincoln, I've said for a long time, and, and the police, I believe, LPD in particular, you know, we're getting uh, right-sized in our uh, thinking of spending um, if this new contract goes through with the union, et cetera, et cetera. But it, right behind that is the priority of our budget and our city budget and what we're spending on, right? I don't believe you have to spend a hundred thousand dollars or three hundred thousand dollars on every single study group. Now, there's times you do. Richard McGinnis talked about a group, you know, that's justified. Good, right? But our priorities as a city and what the mayor and the city council have done over the last couple of years, I think, are out of whack. 
and our spending. So that would be my answer is our spending. All right, 14993 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 14993 KLIN. All right, here on this Friday, uh, this Frogman Friday on Drive Time Lincoln, I'm Jack Riggins, the host, Johnny Cadillac, producing the show. We flipped the script a little bit. Johnny has been interviewing me. It's going well so far, besides the fact he punched the microphone there at the end. <laughs> Everyone makes uh, mistakes. I, I hate to say it, OG Steven. I, it's sad to hear your AC's not working in your work car. Um, all I can suggest is windows windows down and drive at the highest possible legal speed. <laughs> but uh, appreciate everybody on the text line. Um, Rick Stein Recognition Hotline 402-479-1400 will be open um, back after the show here. And text line's still going. So, Johnny, what do you got? So, we, we kind of have these political discussion i think it's going really well uh more i appreciate that that you think it's going well well i hope (laughs) i hope you think so too but uh more on the national side and we can uh come back after break if we need to uh so i one thing when i think of biden's current presidency Mm -hmm. uh one issue that seems to come to mind and what he like many people like myself who has a ton of student loan debt uh, has been waiting for is what's happening with student loan or student loan forgiveness or whatever from here. Uh, he's made plans that he at least wants to cut back, or I don't think he's going to eliminate it altogether. But like, where do you stand on that? What's what's your look on on student loans and student loan forgiveness and that? Okay, I'll uh, and th- and this might roll over, um, but let me ask you a question, and I will answer that question very directly. Okay, but let me ask you a question. When you uh, went to school, higher education, did you expect to pay back your student loans or didn't you? I did. You did? Yeah. All right. So when you went to school, you willingly chose to go to school and higher education, full well knowing that you were going to repay your loans. It was definitely something I had knowledge of. Okay. So we'll, we'll break this down when we come back. 525, 94 and sunny out there. You are listening to Drive Time Lincoln, sort of a best of the commander episode of Drive Time Lincoln. I am producer Johnny Cadillac. The commander will be back with us tomorrow. This last segment, of course, we heard from last Friday's episode where I got the chance to interview the commander and pick his brain on on what's going on politically and just questions about his life. It was a lot of fun for me. Um, went a lot smoother than I was expecting it to, but I mean, the commander and I, we have, I'd like to think we have really good conversations, uh, mostly behind the scenes. You know, I, I don't, I try to get my voice heard here and there during the show, but, um, really behind the scenes, we have good conversations. And I think that carried on into, um, last Friday's episode. Now, if you want to listen to the full interview, I know we kind of left you hanging there was as we went to break that Friday with the question about student loans and student loan forgiveness and Biden's attempt to either lower the student debt, student loan debt, or to to reduce it or to get rid of it. And, you know, he asked me if I knew about my student loans and the debt it was going to cause me. And then we went to break. If you want to listen to the full episode, that was last Friday's episode. It's called Flip Flop Friday. You can find it on the KLIN app or anywhere where podcasts are, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We are going to break here in a second. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 
1400 AM 99.3 FM KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. It is 537. I am producer Johnny Cadillac. Again, the commander is not here today. He will be back again tomorrow. In place for today, we have a best of episode of Drive Time Lincoln. We'll get to another segment here in a moment. Uh, Earlier this week, we had KLIN's and One Shot, One Life's Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander. Did a great job with some great interviews earlier this week. At this time... Uh, Doug Fitzgerald, if you're listening, and to all the listeners who may know Doug, if you have a chance, if you see Doug or you interact with him on Facebook, please wish him and his wife, Tammy, a happy anniversary. Today is their anniversary. So happy anniversary to Doug and Tammy Fitzgerald. Hope it's an amazing day and a year ahead and many more years to come. Well, as I mentioned, it is 94 degrees out. I am Johnny Cadillac, this best of the Commander edition of Drive Time Linking. Lincoln. Up next, we have we had the Herrera family and Melissa Wood in earlier last week talking about their Tunnels to Towers program. Let's take a listen. It is always nice knowing that as we go through life, there are hard times, there's tragedy, but it's kind of what defines us is what we do after and where we move forward to. So we're going to have a great story that involves the Herrera family a concerned Lincolnite, Melissa Wood, and Tunnels for Towers, which some of you, like me, would at this point only think of a national organization that helps first responders and families and siblings and military vets, you know, really dating back um, to 9-11 and the tragedy um, of the Twin Towers and that. And for me, when I first heard of this story, I literally said, oh, Mark Wahlberg on TV. And I was like, is that real? Is it not? And then come to find out it's not only real, it's not only righteous, it's not only a charity and a group that's doing the right things, but they have made a huge impact here in Lincoln, Nebraska. So, without further ado, uh, let me introduce the Herreras. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having us. And go ahead. <laughs> Don't be shy. Thank you. Thank you. So, so we have Carrie and Celeste. Celia. Celia. See? Good try. See, I told you before the show, and now the audience is like, he did it again. <laughs> oh for one. <laughs> oh for one. I always mess up something. I'm terrible at it. So um, Celia. C- Celia. Celia. See, yes. you almost got me. I did. Do it. You said, I did. Don't, I rolled call her, my, yes. don't call her Cecilia. <laughs> Celia. No. 
Um, and all of us should be aware of, of really their great sacrifice. And we'll get into it with, um, with a husband and a father, um, you know, losing his life in a line of duty, which, again, I think most of us understand when we're in those professions, there's nothing more. There's not a place we'd rather be. Mm-hmm. Right. You need people like Officer Rare. You need your your first responders, your police, your military. We love those jobs. We love being there. Um, and there is a risk and and there is a downside. And so he gave his life for all of us and for you, too, as well. Yes, we have. Absolutely. Yeah. And Melissa Wood, who also linked into this for, I'm going to call it regional tunnel for towers and is really driving along with Herrera's a fundraiser here in Lincoln that we're going to talk about. So let's start with you, Melissa. How did you get involved (laughs) in this national organization (laughs) and really the story with Herrera's? I mean, how did this all come about? She's my sister. Yes. Well, okay. Well, how how did this happen? We're we're related. We're related. Which first is good. Families taking care of families. Something that we cherish on on this show. They don't have to describe how they're sisters. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it's it's actually all her fault. It's all Carrie's fault. Yeah, it is. (laughs) On lots of different levels. No. So, actually, maybe we should start by how Tunnels to Towers... um, how this started with yeah how did they get engaged let's let's go with we we have the event right right and and we We go backwards yeah we've had you know the event the investigation the burial Mm -hmm. the honors Mm -hmm. right and then we have a national organization that's probably based out of new york right right yep how do they become involved in your situation so um initially my youngest celia Mm -hmm. um Right here. You got it right. Yep, I got it right. <laughs> um, she, she was 15 at the time, um, and you have to have young kids mm-hmm. to qualify for this um, paying off mortgages, what so. And um, I guess we didn't even try. And then my neighbor suggested that we call, and she, my neighbor called, gave my sister the number, and my sister called Priscilla um at Tunnels to Towers, an amazing lady who just gives all of her time to this charity. Um, and Priscilla told her to fill out the paperwork and send it to me right away. And we did. Um, and basically the paperwork was basically just showing what, you know, what you owe, what your finances are, um, and so on. We sent it in. And I think within weeks, um, they called me back. Actually, Frank uh, Siller. Siller and Priscilla were um, on a call with me and told me they're paying off my mortgage. Just like that. Just like that. Were you aware of the of that program at no, all? I'm, no, I'm. No, and I, I, I'm ashamed to say I'm not. I was not. Well, I, would, I wouldn't say be ashamed. It's difficult, right? Because first of all, while you as the spouse probably right. understood the risks, right, there, right? There's a reality because I've dealt with people passing on mm-hmm. and, and helping the families. There's a reality of. Okay, it happened, and it takes time, the normal mm-hmm. grieving process. Mm-hmm. And and nobody ever has a handle on what are things Absolutely. from the national even to local level for assistance. Mm-hmm. And there's a probably, and I mean, I don't mean to get too in-depth, but there's also a you're trying to move on, and as a family, mm-hmm. you're trying to move on. And, and when you're going back and applying or you mm-hmm. know thinking about it, 
Um, that's difficult. It was a very, very minimal application. Right. It was, yeah, it was basically, this is the, you know, this is what happened. These are how old her kids are. And they processed it. So Tunnels for Towers has figured out. They know what I just talked about, about how that process can really be difficult given the situation. And they've streamlined it from application to support. Yep, Yep. absolutely. And actually, and even sometimes... Not even an application. Sometimes it's they know an officer has mm-hmm. been killed. They do some research from their end and they they're up. calling. They're calling wow. families. Mm-hmm. So they wow. do surprise payoffs and um, yeah, yeah. I just yes. Wow. It's so then from there uh, they then um, invited uh, Carrie. Well, first they did oh. the payoff in December. We were the. Um, uh, uh, I can't even think season of, of hope. Season of hope payoff. So they basically um, first they said we'll pay, take over your mortgage, uh, make payments, and then they called me about a month later, two months later, whatever it was, and said that they were paying all of it off in one shot during wow. right before Christmas. So Merry Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. And then they they sent out. They were supposed to send out a representative for it, but they couldn't because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So we just had a um, yeah, just a little little. I don't know. A gathering, 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 I guess, for them. um, Was there some amazement? I mean, in a way, like, let's be honest, it's just general Americans. Right. We all would, a mortgage is a big deal. Uh Well, that's when I say that I'm a little, I was a little ashamed that I didn't know about it before because being a police officer's wife for 20 some years, 24 years, um, I wish because you, you never think it's going to happen Mm -hmm. to you. You never think it's going to happen to a fellow coworker. You don't think it's going to happen in Lincoln or Nebraska for that matter. Um, so I think I, we never, kind of i guess taught ourselves about it maybe is that what i want to say yeah and um that's what i'm i i'm trying really hard to do right now is to teach lincoln about what it's about and what they do so that if and when it happens again mm-hmm. they don't have to think about it we can do it mm-hmm. well and i think that's part of the journey that you are doing it mm-hmm. i mean not just by what we're going to get to with the taking a national organization and and raising awareness locally but mm-hmm. now we'll get to the fundraiser and things like that right. is you're educating all future folks in right. this area about the opportunities and i would also say I do feel what you're saying because we didn't experience death in my unit until about 2003. So mm-hmm. I've been in about five years and there was a, there was a cognitive dissonance that would never happen. Absolutely. And there, that was just amongst the troopers, mm-hmm. let alone the spouses. And then it kind of happened in waves. And when it was all said and done, we felt so unprepared mm-hmm. six months later and that we had let everybody down, you know, dealing with it and, and all the resources that from that time forward, then in 2004, I mean, we spent six to eight weeks getting trained up in right. non-combat things so that we could be prepared. And so uh-huh. the next time as the war went on, um, you just you you felt like you were better prepared mm-hmm. t- with the resources to educate and then to pass it down for generations. That's exactly and, what we're and, hoping. And, yeah, and I think you're doing that. And but you're absolutely right. Like I remember feeling empty mm-hmm. that I didn't know about all these things and how to help people transition, or in your case, you know, raise the young kids, and then then what are the resources that can really help me? Right. And it's awesome that Americans at all levels are finding ways mm-hmm. to, to help. Well, and I think that's where, you know, then, you know, while they, they paid off the mortgage and that was absolutely wonderful, it was the next things that happened that helped us really understand the depth of of this organization when they invited Carrie 
to uh, New York City for yes. the 20th anniversary of 9-11 to the 5K. And I got to go with her to that. And that was absolutely amazing. Um, we went to a fundraising event where we just got to see on a much bigger scale. Mm-hmm. Um, Fox News and yeah, Home Depot yeah. and all right, that. All their national sponsors. Mm-hmm. And then invited back in December for a, a big fundraising event they were doing. And that's when Celia got to join us as well. It was actually the three of us that got to go to that event. Well, let's go Let's go two trips. Let's yeah. go the first trip to New York City. I'm going to assume you also took some tours or got to see some of the Ground Zero stuff. We did. We actually stayed right um the millennial millennium millennium, millennium, millennium hotel, hotel. Mm-hmm. which is right still across there the street, across yeah. the street from so we actually everybody stayed there right so it was very um very humbling mm-hmm. very very humbling and um and a lot of other um there were a lot of other families sure who were invited so got and to i'm meet. sure you had some original 9-11 families probably around or right around probably. that time you I just don't know might not have known them. right mm-hmm. and then you know 20 years past of support Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. Um, how about the second trip, though? Well, she she actually went on the first. Oh, trip. Oh, you go on the yeah. first trip? Oh, too? Yes. First trip. I'm sorry. I'm I went in I September. Yes. It was in September. We ran. Trip. We walked together. Remember? Yes. We yes, walked. Yes. It. We did not run it. Well, so talk talk to about the event there of the walk run and and where it goes and and kind of just the atmosphere and the sight as you took it in. Do you want to talk about that, Melissa? <laughs> oh, I will. Celia talk about okay. the. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um. Well, I actually don't know where it started. So where did it start? It started, well, it started in a place where he, I, I'm assuming, kind of parked his truck to around so, that area. So around and then World it went Trade through the Center. tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, through the tunnel, mm-hmm. kind of far away. We, I mean, it was quite, maybe a 20 minute yeah. um, bus ride to where we went. Full started. disclosure, none of us are New York City. Okay, so yeah. 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 No, maybe, maybe if I just kind of explain the, yeah. the reason that the, the route went the way it did was that this was the, this is how Tunnels to Towers started. Yeah. Tunnel to Towers, excuse me, um, was that Stephen Siller, who is the, fallen first responder of the Siller family, who is the family who started this whole organization. Um, he was an off-duty, or he was he had just gotten off-duty um, when the towers were attacked, and he could not get back through, was it the Brooklyn Tunnel? Not the Brooklyn. Or the, I'm saying that wrong. It was one of the tunnels, the tunnels. to get back to New York, and he couldn't get back through mm-hmm. because they closed everything down. So he strapped all of his gear to his back, um, and he ran three miles back through these tunnels wow. to get to the tower um, where he later died. So the route we took was to commemorate the sure. three miles. And that wow. was not an easy. I walked it. Yeah. And that was, With no gear on. <laughs> yeah, right, that was right. not an easy the walk through that tunnel. Right, yeah, right. it was not easy. <laughs> it goes down low and then yep. it has to come yeah. back up yeah. to land. Yes, you felt it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was the experience of walking, and I suspect probably pretty large crowds in New York City oh, for yes. that event? They had, you can tell, sorry, Hansel. No, go for oh, it. They had um, <laughs> every every officer, every firefighter, they had a ginormous um, bunch of cadets that cadet. were from, there's a, lar- there's a large uh, um, cadet base up there. I'm not probably saying that right. West Point? West yes. Point. Yeah. The, yeah. Entire, yeah, the Army, uh, the entire West Military Point. Academy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was Ran really it. neat. Wow. Through the tunnel. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, and they might they, have been in charge. I'd have made a march it in there. They were. They were. Were they? No, they were not. Here, but they were chanting the whole way. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so, quite, a, quite an awing experience. Yes, and then they had um, pictures of every officer, every firefighter who passed on mm-hmm. your route, um, and you just saw it. You saw that it was real, and that this is who you're running for. Yeah. and it was it was pretty darn amazing. Yeah. Um, for you, did you feel a linkage from? 9-11 and kind of all first responders, you know, at a, at a New York City national level, all the way home to Lincoln, Nebraska and what your father did. Yeah, definitely. It was really cool to like see everyone there and like yeah. all, their, all their different stories because they also support military families and mm-hmm. firefighter families and police officers. So it was really cool to see like everybody like conjoin on one thing. It was yeah. actually really cool on the run to see a lot of firefighters like ran in their gear. Yeah. So like, um, that's what I'm looking for. It's like honor. Right. Like, honor right. what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, I, I always feel like some, those are some of the most patriotic things, mm-hmm. whether they be kind of the everyday or for an event where it's a memory and it links it together. Like, I, I just think there's a special kinship and service and sometimes it's lost as all of us are doing it in our daily jobs mm-hmm. because, you know, you, husband, father, you mm-hmm. know, this, that, but, um, you know, what your father did and even you guys as family members, um, all connected to it. It's a special group. And to be honest, it's the best America has to offer. Oh, it yeah. really is. Okay. Um, Johnny's saying one minute, Jack, oh, one minute. <laughs> um, Again, we're on with the Rare family and Melissa Wood. We're going to keep talking Tunnels to Towers uh, when we come back in second segment. We'll definitely talk about the event here in Lincoln, Nebraska, and many more stories. Um, contact info, real quick, just where people can find you guys. Yes, so um, you can email me directly for information at uh, lincoln at t2t.org, um, and I will get back to you within a few hours most of the time um we also have lincoln tunnel to towers facebook page with a link to our registration page there you go uh facebook everybody on this uh channel listening knows facebook knows where to find it that's the best place to go or email melissa talking good story from tragedy here 1499.3 klin well so we, we are back to our first new york trip and uh we were actually at a concert where we got to meet some of the people who had put on some fundraising events. And Carrie leans over to me and she's like, Melissa, you need to do this. You, you need to, we, need, we need to do this. Like, we need to do this back in Lincoln. I'm like, no, 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 no. I get a Whoa. sense she kind of pushed you. She kind of like pushed you. She is uberly organized. But that, yeah, it was just like scary to think about putting on something. And so then they invited us back to New York in December for a Christmas event and a fundraiser. And at that time, then we both were like, wow, wouldn't it be just amazing if we could do something to give back? Because, yeah. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars being raised um, at these uh, this event that we were at. It was just crazy, mind-blowing. Um, and still, I was like, oh, I don't know. And then we come back. It's Christmas break. I'm a teacher, so I was home for a little while and kind of doing my research and decided I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And uh, got our our squad behind us. Hold which on, back it up yeah. a second, though. Oh, I think you were really moved by um, the lady that 
was just recently lost her husband and she was there and you said it was just amazing how it was so, like people didn't see us right away after mm-hmm. after they paid off our mortgage right. but for her to talk to Melissa and to yeah. see and Melissa felt it yeah and- it was someone that actually had lost their spouse since we had been there mm-hmm. last okay. time for more on that uh, on that interview with Tunnels to Towers you can go back to the on the KLIN app, that was on August 1st. It was Tunnels tunnels to Towers. Just want to make a quick plug. Uh, the commander has reiterated on the show anytime he's gotten a chance. And I want to make a quick plug as well. For their, their 5K event coming up here in Lincoln on August 27th, right now there's $47.1,000 raised. Commander wants to have the goal of $50,000. Lincoln, we can do that. Right now there's over 300 participants signed up. We want to have 500 participants. Thank you. This is the best of Commander Jack Riggins. I'm Johnny Cadillac. You are listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN.